Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Bradley's got to talk to us about something. He's real mad about it. Oh, so don't we're talking to you. Started. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and uh, Bradley's got a bone to pick. I do, and I'm going to pick your bone right now. So here's the bone. I went to the Children's Theater this weekend, and there's a great show, you guys, called Cinderella. Seriously, though, go see this show. I was just looking really quickly to see if I could find out exactly how long this show was going to be. It definitely goes through January. January 5th. Okay. So actually, TikTok, hurry up. I want you to see this performance if you haven't already. Um, It's like, especially if you have kids. I don't even think you need to have kids, but really, it's kids will love it, and parents will too. Anyway, that was cool. We were there. We had um, Jamie's cousin and her daughter in town, and they had a blast. Um, That said, it was the second time in a week, because I just saw a show at the Orpheum, and I have now noticed this twice in a week, and I think we need to talk, you guys. There's something called... I don't even know what we call it. Rude. Rude. There is something called Rude. But there's this trend I've noticed where people leave the show before it's over and like noticeably so and not just one or two z's like there is a definite chunk of people who are up and out of the theater before the curtain call now i think it's rude when people leave during the curtain call yeah i'll just go on record with that if you're leaving during the curtain call i i'm giving well, you a side eye. judging everyone and i'm fine with it six five one six four one one oh seven one do you have a strong opinion and maybe you are one of those people and defend yourself because we're gonna waggle our fingers at you because what I'm talking about is this trend that I've noticed where people, I don't know if they think they're getting ahead on life, but they literally are suiting up. So there were kids and families like suiting up and audibly leaving before the show was over. Like thinking they're going to get to their car and beat everybody out. I'm sure that that's what it is. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's still rude. It's totally rude. And like you guys, there is nothing that five Because it's literally five minutes. Now, you will say, yeah, but it beats getting stuck. Here's the thing. You're still not missing anything in your life. Right. Nothing is that bad. And and someone will call and they'll say, like, but my grandma had a heart attack and we had to get to the hospital. Okay, fine. Obviously, things happen. But as a general rule. You're saying seven families' grandma didn't have a heart attack. Seven families' grandmas. And then when I was at the Orpheum, the same thing where people started running. And the reason I think it's rude is not just I think it's disrespectful to all the hard work that people have put in on stage. Right. Which is important enough. But also, it's just... It's just distracting for everybody else who's sitting in the theater. Yeah, it disrupts everybody around them. Even if they don't have to climb over you, still the rustling of getting your gathering your goods, especially in the middle of the winter. Well, yeah, this time of year particularly, you know, kids. And look, we like that audience was packed full of kids. Everybody's going to have the same experience. So you're not really, I don't know, I kind of just feel like you're trying to you know, beat everybody else to the punch. And I kind of feel like that's not what a happy, fun 
you know, holiday theater experience is supposed to be about. This to me is all about, and by the way, 651-641-1071, if you've got a... Uh, if you want to weigh in on this, but my, you know, my impulse is I get it. Nobody likes to get stuck in the, um, in the parking ramp. Nobody likes to get stuck in traffic. Nobody likes that. Nobody's excited about that, but you make a choice to either do it or you make the choice to stay a little bit later, maybe mingle a little bit, sit down and finish, like have a cup of coffee Walk around I me. Mean, there's plenty of stuff to do around the children's theater, even around yeah. the Orpheum. In our theater also, areas, there's lots of different things you can do. And then you wait for it to sort of die down if you can't be bothered. That's fine. And we're talking about, like, honestly, like 10 minutes. I mean, it was a yes. Sunday afternoon in Minneapolis. It's not going to be, you know, like you're not going to hit a huge traffic jam on the way out of the children's theater. Yeah. I think there's probably about what? Like a thousand seats or something. To me, it's just rude. And the more people do it, the more it becomes normal, right? Because it's almost to the point where people think it's normal for people to leave during the uh, curtain call. Yeah, I would say like I, you know, I I get that people do that. I've seen that for years. People want to make a beeline. They want to be the first out. They don't want to have to wait in the line. And I get it. Like if you have a place to go or something like that. But when it I will tell you on Tuesday when we went to see uh, the band's visit, which I think just ended, so it's not at the Orpheum anymore, but it was a great show, too. But, you know, all the shows are great. Um, What I was going to say is I noticed more people than ever leaving um, before the curtain call. And I, at one point, just wanted to stand up and be like, you guys, sit down. I mean, you know. It's just, again, you're not the only one that's in that room. It's not like a movie theater. Right. Right? It's, it's plus, it's, there's a lot more people in that space. I think I do get frustrated, too, because I think we just have, like, gotten so used to our, like, thinking our behavior doesn't affect other people, Mm -hmm. right? Or that you have some, like, legitimate reason that everyone else's, you know, comfort and patience in the moment. Like, But, But I think about the people who are up on the stage who've just poured their heart out on the stage and they're get, taking a bow and you can't be bothered to put your hands together to make some noise for a minute because you want to beat everybody to the car. It just is so rude I to do, me. Uh, that's the thing that I'm sitting in my back. I mean, that's where the judgment piece comes in. I think from just a technical perspective, leaving the theater before the curtain call is just, it's distracting, but from the you know politeness standpoint i'm like those people that's their job if right it's not a movie if holly like if holly just was out the door before you and i finished our last words on our show we'd be like rude yeah (laughs) i mean she wants to be but sometimes but um (laughs) i i I do get that feeling because i'm like can you imagine being on that stage and you look out and you see like and it was i i don't know make no bones about it they can see when there's people rustling about and on it's distracting and they can see they know what's happening and there was a i i had a specific judgment with one family that i over that i saw and it was like a dad and he was like you know trying to herd everybody out and i was like Seriously, dude, where do you think you guys are getting that the rest of us aren't going to end up getting? So, you know, small potatoes for some, maybe. But in this day and age, when you when those moments, because I will say that show was amazing. And if you've got kids, you should go see Cinderella at the Children's Theater. They worked in Lizzo songs. Oh, my gosh. I love they, this. They worked in all these pop culture references. There is enough for the adults because, you know, going to see a matinee for kids, like mm-hmm. a kid's 
fairy tale. That's not usually that's your not jam, you'd find as we me say. Sunday afternoon. Um, the fact that I was like, you know, fascinated and, and uh, transfixed by it. I would say that says a lot. Well. Yeah. Even though you are juvenile at heart. I am juvenile and also wagging my finger at people who leave the theater early. Just don't do it. Come and, on. and if you do do, do it, if you do do it, if you do know do it. that Bradley and I are judging you. Yeah. Scowling. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we didn't get the chance to really take a deep dive into Amanda Bynes and what's going on with her uh, <sighs> earlier uh, last week, actually, when we talked about her. Um, but we're ready to do that now. We're going to talk about Amanda Bynes and what's going on with Amanda Bynes after this on My Talk 1071. So last week, we saw Amanda Bynes resurface, and uh, we didn't get a chance to really talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi, Bradley. So there was a time, actually, where you and I were on the beat when it came to Amanda Bynes. Oh, yeah. There was so much going on in her life. In deedly doodly. And you'll remember, in fact, um, last week we mentioned her because there was some confusion as to where she actually was. Right. Turns out she's not missing. In fact, people were concerned last week that she was missing after checking herself out of a um, sober living facility. Um, but according to the folks over at Us Weekly, so I imagine we can take that for what it's worth, a, a source which, you know, that's got to be somebody closely connected to her, right? right? A source says that she had never been lost or missing, that she did leave the sober facility, but her parents know where she is. Um, They went on to say, with Amanda, it's not surprising that she would leave the sober facility. Um, It's not uncommon for anyone dealing with sobriety and mental health issues. So that wording sounds like it's somebody who knows what they're talking about. Right. Now, you could say that that's just a bunch of malarkey and um, that's just a story they're trying to tell. And maybe behind the scenes, things are much worse. But I guess I don't I don't have anything to go on to believe that that's anything else other than the truth. Right. Right. Um, again, just to remind you, earlier this year, Amanda Bynes was at a mental health facility before she went to the sober living facility she had i don't know if you would call it a relapse she had some issues that she needed to deal with right um but then you may not remember this because i hadn't until i saw it in the story that in the summer there was a lawsuit against her for some unpaid unpaid, um fees uh, on the part of this mental health facility they they sued her for like two thousand dollars now this is interesting because isn't she still under a financial conservatorship I believe so. The financial conservatorship that her mom is in charge of. Right. Which happened, you know, what, within a year or so of Britney? No, it was later. No, than it was that. later than that. Yeah. I mean, this was within the last, it had to have been within the last eight years because yeah, we definitely right. covered it extensively uh, on our show. 2000. I was just going to look here because I yeah. think it's in this article. Anyway, um, uh, so we, I do remember us talking, my point was I do remember us talking about Amanda Bynes earlier this year, and even before that, we thought she was maybe back on the straight and narrow, or on the up and up, or however you want to characterize it. In a healthy it, place. In a healthy place. Yeah. Um, and she, I think, graduated from that fashion, fashion institute. School, yeah. Um, so we thought everything was okay. I mean, she was posting on Instagram as early as December or as recently as December 3rd. So for right now, I don't know what we have more to go on other than she's not missing. She's not lost. Um, 
We did, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, Holly, we did have a blind item last week that said there was actually some more stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah, there was the following blind item. Blinded by the item. Well, I'll paraphrase. Essentially, it was saying that Amanda Bynes was staying in a motel wearing a blonde wig and calling herself Maria. I do remember that, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the blind. Yeah, that, no, that was actually what, like Wednesday or Thursday of last week? Yeah. yeah. And then this is this report essentially is counteracting that, saying no, that nothing to see here. So I guess you could say, if you're going to believe the blind item, that maybe they're just trying to make it look a lot better than it is. Although at this point, I don't know for Amanda Bynes' purposes what that would accomplish. It's not like she has an acting career that she's trying to protect by all accounts. She has left the world of acting. Right. I mean, she made that pretty clear. Um, both during kind of her last, I don't even know what to call it, episodes where we were talking about her all the time. And and even in this interview that she did, remember she did an interview with, I can't remember what the publication was, about her time in fashion school and kind of how she was coming around to who she is now. And she really did talk about leaving acting. But now that I think about it, was she going to come back? We There was like a whiff of that, but I thought very quickly it was, you know, clear that that was maybe just a pipe dream. Yeah. That was for Paper Magazine. That's Remember, right. uh, she was one of the yes. cover stars for their Break, Break the, the Internet. Internet issue. So it's yes. already been a year since we had that Amanda Bynes interview. See, you know, here's what I do love about this story, and if you can love it, um, is that it's it's kind of just an exercise in reality. Right. When it comes to mental illness, specifically where a very popular, powerful, not powerful, successful actress is concerned, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, this is what can happen to a person. Um, And I guess the reason I say I appreciate that is that we're seeing it for what it is. We're not, like, it's not being kept from us. Right. That, like warts and all you're kind of seeing what this looks like it's not a tidy thing there's no easy answer you know she maybe thought she was going to come back to acting but then maybe you know one step or two steps forward or whatever one step back steps in different directions just just, it's not a linear thing like you have mental illness you get treated your life is better it's an ongoing struggle and for her particularly it has been the other thing that i that i think about all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's steven diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien counter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Whenever we talk about Amanda Bynes is that sort of cautionary tale of, of too much too quickly when it comes to child stars. That even if 
you as the parent, right, believe that you're not going to fall into the trappings of the child star tropes. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure her parents didn't think they would. And the same honestly goes for the Britney Spearses of the world, um, et cetera, that, that there are things beyond your control that can happen and do happen. And when it's on the public stage like this, people have opinions, thoughts, speculation. And to your point, there's just an actual reality of mental illness going on. Yeah, and it's not pretty. At the same time. It and just it, is it what isn't. it is. And it's not a it's not a um, direct reflection on her character. No. Or her ability to um, deal with her mental illness. That is not a character flaw if somebody struggles with mental illness. So right. I think in in years and days gone past, days gone by, years gone past, whatever. Years past, days gone by. Um People have just said, oh, isn't that too bad that she can't figure it out or she just can't get her stuff yeah. together? It's like, I don't know that it's her issue or it's like her. I think it's her mental illness that's making her life difficult. Right. That she has to deal with and it's not pretty. Why are we talking about the side of her mouth? <laughs> In any case, we will continue to kind of keep keep track of her as much as we can. And Yeah, we wish her all the best. Yeah, we always do. And look, man... Take care of you. Don't worry about us. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for those celebrities, and that name is Douchebag. We're going to tell you about him after this on My Talk 1071. Behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We got a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, <clears throat> she's a Frequent flyer. Frequent flyer on the douchebag airlines. This time because she's trying to make money off of you. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know how true this is. I have not been able to verify it. However, it is written uh, in a publication called uh, Madame Me. Mad- oh, Madame Noir. Oh my God. Are you okay? Well, you know when it's all together? She's like, Madame well, I was reading it off the URL, and when it's all up next to itself. Like, when you look at that, what would you say? Reading's hard. It can be. Anyway, she's making a red table talk card game. She's trying to sell to you and make money off of you. Oh, heck no. I know. Okay, so you know red table talk. That's her Facebook watch series. I do, because she won't shut up about it. Right? It's working (laughs) for her. Because, um... She. This is a Facebook watch series where she invites people on to sit around her red table and then everybody spills their dang guts and it's ridiculous and we talk about it a lot because it's so stupid. Well, apparently she's got a new red talk, red table talk inner circle expansion pack, what? which includes 25 questions curated by Jada Willow and her mom, Adrian. Uh, and it promotes forming deeper connections with loved ones. Oh, yes. Okay. 
Can this, you just play um, apples? What's it called? Apples to apples? Yeah. I mean, or, that to me will bring families together. Right? Or Card, apart. You cards know. against humanity. That's yeah, what that, I meant. Yeah. yeah. Well, which is the adult version, yeah. the really raunchy adult version of apples to apples. But this is, there's also, you know, there's actually a thing you can get called table topics, which comes in many different forms. Hey, here's an idea for you. Conversation. I know. Just ask it's a each game. other questions. We've been playing since the dawn of time. The discovery of fire. It's this is just Jada Pinkett Smith trying to make some money off yeah, of you, trying to make her red table talks a brand, and I'm not gonna follow I'm not gonna fall for it. Okay. Uh she said, um, Okay, let's all just sit at the table and talk. You can pick different questions to ask. Hey. I played it with Willow and my mom on a deeper level of topics that we'd already talked about. You can play this game with strangers, but you can also play with loved ones. Did it's it co- 10.99. We should come up with our own Colleen and Bradley table talks. Mm. Cobra table talks? Yeah, we'll just call it Cobra talks. Cobra cards. Ours is going to be obnoxious though. Yeah, like what's the f- where when was the first time you stuck um, crayons in your ears. Yeah. Tell us about the most annoying growth that you've ever had on your yes. body. What's the most annoying sound you can make? What is the toenail related purchase that you've made in the last 90 days? <laughs> I don't know. I just came up with that one on my own. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. We need to workshop this yeah, a no, little I bit. Think, look, it's a start. <laughs> All great ideas come from a spark. It's and true. You've given us that spark. So. And also crappy ideas come from a yeah. spark, too. So hey, you look, never know. But look, those crappy ideas worked for Jada Pinkett Smith uh-huh. and family. I will give them credit. They are, they're like a, like a mafia family. Like they just, you know, like the Jada Pinkett Smith. Minus like, like the killing. Like the Trumps, you know, like the family that just, they, the Kardashians, mm-hmm. they have monetized their family. Right. And you know? somehow that one cousin has a job, you know, just saying there's always like. <laughs> I don't know what she's referring to. I'm just like, saying there's what? always a Fredo in the family. Oh, oh. of course she's going to have the Godfather yeah. reference in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yes, you are, honey, and that's yes, why you are. we're we proud of you. That was also a Fredo reference. Okay. Thanks. We didn't know that because oh, we don't know Fredo. Don't know the only Fredo, Fredo I know is Alfredo. No, <laughs> I was going to say Fredo Baggins, but Alfredo much better. We're much closer. <laughs> He's great. What do you got, trainer? <laughs> Apparently, not the same. 1980s nightclub shtick that you do, but I will somehow try to save myself. <laughs> okay. Um, Chris Pratt. Oh, he's he's a perennial d bag. You know what? People are gonna they're gonna hate on us. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, add it to the please, list. Please open your Chris Pratt Instagram okay. if you will. I will. Wherein I saw this article and I was like, I just I can't. I'm sorry. Chris Pratt gushes over Katherine Schwarzenegger in sweet birthday tribute. Of course he does. I mean, when does he not gush about her? Right. Happy birthday, Catherine. So happy to have you in my life. I don't know what I'd do without you. Probably get locked out on a balcony somehow and have to live there or like wander around some city with an uncharged phone and only one shoe. Late for work, like some kind of anxiety fever dream. I mean, I honestly don't even want to think about it. You've changed my whole world for the better. I'm so grateful to have found you. You're an incredible wife and a stepmom, and I'm so excited to celebrate you all weekend. Now, that is a perfectly adorable... um, 
sentiment. Sentiment, yeah. But it's just so adorable. Well, that I think what you're saying, if I can just uh, speak Bradley's here, is that it's like vomit worthy over the top, which is the only thing that they do, and it's part of their publicationship. What's a publicationship? It's a public relationship, a relationship for publicity. And this is what this is the face of their relationship is like over the top schmaltzy schmaltz. Yeah, and it's what I love is that it's so delightfully um, tongue in cheek, like. It's not even, okay, this is real deep, and I get it, but this is just my take on it. You know, when I read something like this, I go, there's a lot more to these two, probably. Mm-hmm. If 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 the if their relationship, if you want me to believe their relationship is real, mm-hmm. then like a real relationship, you know there's a lot more going on beneath the surface. There's been some struggles, there's been some complicated stuff, they've shared some grief together, probably, or some joy, some highs, some lows. Um, but that sort of like, I'm not going to offer anything too deep. I'm just going to give you a little bit of like, oh, shucks, I have my phone because of you. That's just almost a little too precious. Like, yeah. give us some more, man. Yeah, tell us about us your, some, tell us about your tell struggles. Us the time she like clipped that wart off your big toe. Yeah, man. And it bled for like four hours. Okay, that was more than I was ready for. I don't know. Sometimes or at least these like, you know, the Dutch cute. oven that, you know, I don't know. T- give if us- he had said thanks for letting me smother you with my gas. I mean, that's true love. I that know. Is right? true love. You are, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I thank you. I, I love these kids. They're adorable. Aren't they so cute? They're just too cute by half. Yeah. They're just real cute. I wonder what they're really like behind the scenes. Don't you? Yeah. Although, you know, his I'm just looking at his Instagram in general and it is so curated. Um, bless his heart. Yeah. But, and uh, listen, here's the thing. He's a celebrity. Of course, yeah. his Instagram is curated. Of yeah. course it is. Yeah. But they aren't you getting tired of that? The real thing. Well, yes, I'm getting tired of that, but it doesn't. Who is this? The only celebrity I can think of who kind of gives you a good glimpse of the good, the bad and the ugly. Chrissy Teigen. Is Chrissy Teigen. And even that she does sort of almost too preciously. Yeah. Right? But at least you believe it. Oh, I believe her more than I believe any other yeah. celebrity. Funny how we don't think of them as a publicationship. Right? And part of the reason why I, I I salute Chrissy Teigen is because she does it with an awareness of how obnoxious her life really is. Yeah, she she She's in on it. the joke. Yes. Right. So she's not doing this thing where she's up on this pedestal trying to tell us how just like us she is. She's like, no... Y'all, I'm Oprah level rich. And so why don't you ask me questions about what it feels like to be Oprah level rich? Thank you for peeling back the curtain, Chrissy Teigen. But this kind of Chris Pratt business and the other person who does this, and I'm sorry I'm down on her because this is the second time today I brought her up. um, But the Jennifer Garner, like almost over precious. Yeah. When like, a you know that girl's it, going through some it. stuff. Right. But she, all she wants you to see is her adorable fake cooking show. It's just a little too cute. Show me something gnarly so that I know you're actually human. Yeah, I think we're all in a place. We said this earlier, but I think it's true. I think we're all finally in a place where we're kind of like, we're all adults. Like, we're ready for, you know, a little bit of truth. And yes. maybe we're not because then we'll learn that we can't have nice things. But especially in a place that we find ourselves where things are all good or all bad. Like, it's either Harvey Weinstein or Jennifer Garner making... You know, chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like there's got to be a happy medium. 
I will say that after he posted that tribute, he posted um, a video of two pigs eating a, a dessert and said that that was a tribute video to Catherine. I mean, that's just a like look. That's we have rude. a farm. Oh, okay. It's mm-hmm. not like calling her a pig or something. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. No. It's kind of interesting to watch, though. Like also, is that a French silk pie? Don't do that. That's a, that's I a mean, waste of a pie. Although, if you're going to eat that bacon. That's true. You'll be getting that French silk pie getting later. When we come back. Oh, God. <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley oh, show. Uh, we have to talk about this uh, huge dust up with the Hallmark Channel this weekend. Oh. It's gone through like four phases in the past 48 hours. Sympathy card (laughs) before the end of all this. (laughs) We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. No. I know. That was some brilliant. Thanks. Thanks. I know. It's a shame nobody will ever hear it. Well, this is the Colleen and. Rude. Colleen and Bradley show My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi, ladies. Uh, okay. So, how how much do you know about what went on over the weekend involving Hallmark and the Zola ad? Uh, I saw some headlines. That's it, because we had family in town. Okay. Uh, I was like, headlines, gays, bad, everybody, woo. I think everybody really just saw headlines. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to try to kind of sort out for you all that has gone on. Okay, good. Um, because it's kind of an interesting story, and I think it's deeper than a lot of people realize, and they're appeased by the resolution. Okay. But I think there's more to it, and I don't think good. we should write it all off entirely. All right. Okay, so Zola is a wedding planning website. Okay. It's sort of like, I, from what I can tell, it's like the not. I mean, this is like a whole, its own industry. And uh, they had... Six different ads that they are running on all of the different channels that they've bought advertising on. Okay. Right? So, like, a client or an agency will purchase advertising on any channel. Sure. And they'll give them a bunch of different ads, and they'll be like, hey, rotate these. Okay? Do whatever. And Hallmark was airing those ads, and and four of the six ads that they have rotating feature a same-sex couple. Okay. More than once. Because I don't, I think probably because that's legal now. It's fully legal. And in fact, I would say because it's fully legal, we should all be regarding it as normal. Yeah. Get over yourself. Well, perhaps you've heard of, well, I'm not even going to say the name of the organization. There's a bunch of different organizations that were squawking about it. Okay. And Hallmark decided to pull the advertisements. And uh, they did so. Their statement around it was, quote, the debate surrounding these commercials on all sides was distracting from the purpose of our network, which is to provide entertainment value. So in other words, Hallmark's statement was essentially, you guys are all paying attention to this commercial and not to our entertaining programming. So because you're creating a distraction, we're going to pull this. Yes. Now, what the Hallmark brand allegedly said to one of the organizations that was uh, complaining about the same-sex ads was that those ads aired in error. I think you need to know that in order to like understand all that has gone on. What do you mean they aired in error? I don't really know what that means, but this is what the uh, the uh, one of the groups that was arguing, yeah. you know the group, they're called One Million Moms. Okay. 
uh, they had allegedly had spoken to Bill Abbott, who's the CEO of Crown Media Family Networks, which is the parent company of Hallmark. And they they wrote that Mr. Abbott, quote, reported the advertisement aired in error. Oh, like he was trying to say, oh, no, those weren't supposed we to We weren't air. supposed to air those. And what they did actually was pull only the same-sex ads and then just air the ones that did not feature same, same-sex marriages. What I'm curious then what the error was. Like, oh, no, we weren't supposed to show you same-sex people because, wink, wink, there's something wrong with that. Now, as a result of that, when Zola, the, the website who had submitted the ads, recognized that they weren't playing, they, were, they had chosen only to then Zola were the ones that pulled the ad entirely from the Hallmark Channel. They were like, right? yeah, no, if you're going to play them, you're going to play them. Zola says the only difference between the commercials that were flagged and the ones that were approved was that the commercials that did not meet Hallmark standards included a lesbian couple kissing. So this Hallmark is, standards don't like lesbians? Apparently, this is via the oh. chief marketing officer for Zola. His name is Mike Chi, and this is his statement to the Associated Press. Hallmark approved a commercial where a heterosexual couple kissed. All kisses, couples, and marriages are equal celebrations of love, and we will no longer be advertising on Hallmark. Yeah. Okay, so that's essentially uh, how, how where this all stood on uh, Saturday. Now, the new news is that... Hallmark has apologized for uh, those ads that they pulled. Again, that was that they didn't pull Zola's ads entirely. No, they, they only pulled the ones, the gay ones, exactly. Yeah, and then Zola were the ones that said, "Nope." Then if you're not going to yeah. play those ads, we're not putting our money on your station. Yeah. Uh, so Hallmark has now apologized. Interesting how losing an entire account will move people to apologize. Yeah. Um, but they have apologized for pulling those commercials. The Crown Media team has been agonizing over this decision. As we've seen, Why? the hurt it has unintentionally caused. Said simply, they believe this was the wrong decision. This is Hallmark Cards CEO Mike Perry. This was a statement yesterday. We are truly sorry for the hurt and disappointment this has caused. I mean... They're truly sorry the for the bad press is- it has given their company. Yeah, I mean, very likely, if you want to read between the lines, that's exactly what they're mm-hmm. saying. Um, now, I think there's probably a far more, I think there's like more questions that need to be asked. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, why, why is it so hard to just say, there's nothing wrong with this? Like, I don't, that, that's, I, I, I want to come at this in so many different ways, I don't know where to go. Well, that's the thing, is I think when you see all the headlines, you think, oh, this is all sorted out, you know, everybody kind of got their needs met, and all is well, no, okay, to Hallmark, move on. I'd say, what are you concerned, like, like, I get that people are certainly entitled to do and buy and all that kind of stuff, but like, I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm just like... Seriously, why are we spending time on a few loud people who, you know, insist on living in the 1800s or, you know, some bygone era when the rest of the world is just trying to get about uh, the business of doing stuff? You don't like something. Don't buy it. Don't do it. Don't you don't like gay marriage. Don't get gay married. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like I'm just throwing these like, you know, sort of. It's this superficial reactions to the story, because I honestly don't know. Um, at this point, like, 
the company Zola, this Zola company sounds like they made, you know, the right decision. They were like, no, we made some ads and you don't want to play them. And frankly, you don't get our money. You you don't get our money if you're not going to play them. It sounds like Hallmark to me has a lot more explaining to do. Yes. Because while they they are they're upset that they hurt someone, do they understand what that hurt is or do they understand uh, what they did that hurt someone? And are they saying they're going to do something different in the future or are they just trying to, you know, let some steam off so that people won't, you know, because people are going to disagree with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. going forward. So what are they going to do differently in the future? You know, and I think that that's a really good question. And I think that remains to be seen. We need to see a change. I believe my understanding is that Hallmark at some point, the Hallmark Channel, at some point had said something along the lines of the fact that they were open to even programming that depicted same-sex couples. Okay, we'll now, I don't, for them. I, mean, I know. You're going to show the world the way it is? Okay. Again, welcome to the world. This is like a conversation that could have been had like 10 years ago. That's why it just sounds so weird. Like, why are we, like, who's watching the... Also, that's Apparently, about but the a lot of people channel. Are. Okay, which is actually funny you should mention that. Michael Che on uh, Saturday Night Live, he d- is one of the people who does... Uh, along with Colin Jost, the um, weekend update. Yeah. That was exactly his joke. Yeah. And which was, why are you so concerned about this? Because if you're, if your kid is watching Hallmark, the Hallmark channel, he's probably gay. Yeah. And also, isn't that where the golden girls are? You know, I don't know. I thought you would know. <laughs> where the golden girls are. Well, they used to be on Lifetime, but I think they moved to Hallmark. Oh, I don't know. They? Anyway, I'm just thinking to myself, and when I say that, I say that tongue-in-cheek because I think a lot of what my point is is there's a lot of gay men who watch the Hallmark right. Channel. Like, it's gay men and women, so know your audience. And, like, if you, I don't understand why it's so hard for people in 2019 to just say, well, this is what we're going to do. So if you don't want to do that, that's fine, and I get it. We get people all the time, for example, who maybe disagree with things that we say. Oh, yeah. All the time. That doesn't mean we do things differently. Doesn't mean we stop saying the things that we think or feel or do. Yeah. And we'll listen. Like, we're nice people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you disagree with us, I'd love to hear why. And that's awesome. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to get up out of bed in the morning and live my life differently because you don't agree. I, if we're all going to start doing that, I got some opinions I'd like to share with how you're living your life. <laughs> Where do I get my two Where do you, cents? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in any case, I do think that there's more to the story. I, I think a lot of people think, well, okay, uh, Hallmark apologized. All is well. Everybody wash your hands of this. I don't think it's that easy. And I do think that there's still a conversation it's, to be had. It's dangerous. I will tell you, with stuff like this, if you don't do the right thing or if you make big mistakes like this, it can have, you know, lasting impression, lasting impression mm-hmm. and effect on your brand. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your recipe fail? Have you ever made a recipe and substituted something that made the whole thing terrible? 651-641-1071. What was the recipe and what did you do to it? We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. 
Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.